Hi, I'm Carolyn Cooper, and this is Mental Health and Faith, A Closer Look. May is Mental Health Month. This is a great opportunity to do some self-assessment and consider where you are with your mental health. This month, I have some great interviews I'll be sharing with people who are involved in organizations like NAMI and Mental Health First Aid. We'll find out about resources, but we'll also hear stories of victory, of overcoming, of persevering through the recovery journey. Please subscribe. You don't want to miss. Now, if you're in a crisis, pick up your phone if you're in the United States and call or text 988. That is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline and Crisis Line. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Carolyn. I am so glad you're with me today because I have an amazing guest to interview. Her name is Brittany Moses, and she's an ambassador of UHSM, which is the Unite Health Share Ministries. She's also a lifestyle content creator and advocate over integrating faith, culture, and wellness into one's life. Brittany is a mom and lives in Los Angeles. And Brittany is also a NAMI certified support group facilitator and crisis text line counselor. Her latest publication and book, Worthy, helps others to focus on clarity and peace every day. So, wow. Brittany, thank you for taking time to be here today. Wow. Thank you so much for having me and just kind of summing up everything so nicely there. Yes, it was a great everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the things that I'm really interested in is your association with NAMI. Mm -hmm. As I said, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, it's an amazing organization. And um, I attended a meeting with a friend one time um, and found it very helpful and, um, And I know that it is a secular organization and that's okay. I take advantage of secular and Christian resources all the time. I would really like to hear your perspective of that organization and, and what it can do for people and how you've been involved. I love talking about NAMI because gosh, where do I start? One, obviously a lot of us know that mental health care isn't always the most accessible thing, at least in the U.S., especially when it comes to costs and different things. So I always love to recommend NAMI because um, their services uh, tend to be free to the public. They are one of the largest grassroots um, organizations in the U.S. for mental health. So they provide a lot of support and resources at lower no cost um, to the public. So for me, that's just a very accessible resource that I can always offer people, um, especially because they have chapters in cities across mm-hmm. the nation. So they're kind of everywhere. Um, they help provide mental health education and skill support. And so for me, being someone who at the time was studying uh, psychology at UCLA, and while I loved my studies and the academia and the research, I really felt like I wanted to be involved at the community level. Like I wanted to be doing something where I could support in person, like interact with people face to face, you know? So I became a NAMI certified uh, peer recovery support group facilitator. Alas, that's always yeah, such a long I know. I know. 
<laughs> such a long <laughs> title, but I went through the training and that was actually where I got to be involved um, at the local level here in my city with support groups for those uh, living with a diagnosis or the, just those who have fallen on hard times and it's right. life has been mentally challenging um, of all ages, of all ethnicities, where we got together every Saturday and we would go around and talk through what's going on in our week and even have some shared wisdom where others can input what has helped them in similar circumstances. We rely on principles of support as far as like, what can we lean on in these moments? Um, what are the resources at our disposal? So it's really a peer support group. Um, that's what I did. I also have been a part of the NAMI walks, which if you ever get a chance to, those are great. Uh, they have them in different cities, which help bring awareness to mental health issues, as well as bring people together and fundraise for NAMI's efforts, which help make their services accessible for the public. Um, so they have NAMI walks, but also um, they have helplines as well. So if you need help finding nearby treatment, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. And they also have another US-based helpline, which is 1-800-950-NAMI or 6264 that can help answer questions about mental health issues, including symptoms of mental health conditions, treatment options, local support groups and services, education programs, um, and even help sorting out legal issues. Mm -hmm. They um, have online support groups as well. And lastly, I do want to say, since I know um, it is not a faith-based or relig religious organization, they do have NAMI Faith Net, which not everyone Ooh, knows about, no. um, which I was starting to get involved with. So yeah, NAMI Faith Net okay. is an interfaith resource network of NAMI members, friends, clergy, and congregations who want to help encourage and educate faith communities to support people and families living with mental illness. Um, and so that's usually more at the local level, but they have that if someone okay. wants to get trained in any of those things, these things to help give faith net presentations in churches or even yes. in temples or different things like that, they can. Um, so that is also a faith-based resource that they do have. I definitely encourage our listeners today to really take the idea of joining a support group seriously. If you feel like you're alone in your walk, please. Uh, as Brittany pointed out, NAMI is a great resource for that. And, you know, we can, I'll post some other resources uh, in the show notes, but um, please get the help you need. And being in a group is a great, great way to do that. So thank you, Brittany. And I'm so impressed at the number of things that you have done with the NAMI organization. Uh, I'm going to have to check it out a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah, so one of those things just like, when you get in, in, involved in one thing mm -hmm. and then it builds on another thing and it yes. builds on another thing. And so I didn't realize how much I was yeah. doing at the time, but looking back, it's, it's, it's great work. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful experience. Um, I want to turn now to uh, another uh, part of your bio that I was reading and, you know, reading and, and I've listened to your podcast and I've uh, checked out your Instagram and other social media. And I just love your content. Uh, your content is, it is moving. It's inspirational. Thank you for being a voice out there. Um, one of the things that your bio said is that you, your methodology is to integrate faith, culture, and wellness. Mm 
And I know your podcast is called uh, uh, Faith and Mental Wellness. Mm -hmm. My podcast is Mental Health and Faith. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so in your podcast, you you talk about mental mental wellness and faith. And in your bio, you said you also integrate culture with that. And if you could spend a few minutes mm. and kind of share what that means to integrate culture as part of mental health and, and wellness and faith. I really appreciate you asking this question because I think that culture is a factor that can sometimes get missed mm -hmm. you know? and it is such a big part of people's lives. And we all come from different, you know, cultures and different subsets of cultures. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, in my clinical psychology training, um, currently at Pepperdine, cultural competency, competency mm -hmm. is a big part yes. of the therapeutic process and taking the whole person into account. Um, so I guess to summarize it, I believe that it's important to acknowledge cultural roles in our mental health, you know, because mm -hmm. all of these systems are interacting together and intersecting at some place in our lives. So culture includes social institutions and government, technology and media, beliefs and faith communities, um, ethnic background, traditions and customs. So as you, you're hearing that, you can already hear, you know, all of these layers from the country you live in mm -hmm. and what part of the world you're in to what part of the country you were even raised in, right? I'm mm -hmm. West Coast girl. Yes. West Coast is different than East Coast. Uh, yes. Customs, you know? And I'm Midwest and we are our oh. own thing too. So. You guys are your own thing, you know, <laughs> and then um, to ethnic background, um, to doctrinal beliefs, right? I talk about this all the time with people, just because you're a Christian and you meet another Christian, that doesn't necessarily mean you guys have the exact same theology or doctrinal beliefs, even within the spectrum of your faith, mm -hmm. there are different ways that people have, have structured their faith based off of what church they went to or what denomination they're in, what have you, right? There are all these nuances um, and they're coexisting together. They're shaping your way of living, your perspectives and your choices. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that no. that's a beautiful thing mm -hmm. that we're all nuanced in these ways. And it just makes me so interested in people. But, you know, everyone's living within the larger culture as well as within a subset of cultures. So I think to break that down uh, in an organized way, um, I took some great cultural psychology courses at UCLA and they were some of my favorite. And the first would be the microsystem, if we're going to go from the smallest. So your microsystem is your kind of immediate surroundings and relationships. So that's your family, the type of family you were raised in, you know, your peers, the type of friends you surround yourself with and your current living conditions, you know, even the neighborhood you're living in. Um, that's a microsystem of the culture that you live in. And then we have the mesosystem, right? Which is kind of the next system up. And that's your neighborhood, your church and community, your work conditions, the school you go to. And as we know, these conditions make, have a great impact on your mental health, right? Absolutely. What does your church yeah. believe about mental health? 
Do they believe it's a sin? Do they believe it's demonic? Do they embrace it? Do they believe it's a part of the human experience and God is still working in it? Do they, right? Like what your community believes about mental health is going to greatly shape your experience as well as your neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. If you live in a safer neighborhood versus a neighborhood with more gun violence, that's going to shape how vigilant you feel yes. in your environment, which is going to affect your mental health, how safe you feel. And even your work conditions, what is the culture of your job? What do they believe about the pacing of things or boundaries, work-life boundaries um, and things like that? So that's your mesosystem. And then we go to the macro system, right? <laughs> and the macro system is the bigger system of conditions we're living in, which is global conditions, mm-hmm. historical events that have shaped our world, laws and policies. What are What is your nation's laws and policies around mental health care? Is it accessible? Yeah. Is it for everyone? Um, the economy. I mean, what does living in a capitalistic society do for your mental health, right? It's not right. to judge. Right. It's just, what does that mean for us, you yeah. know? Um, what are our national ideologies and what is mass media showing us every day, you mm-hmm. know? And so at the bigger level, or we can just take an ex- the example of the COVID-19 pandemic. That right. was a global condition that affected mental health on a mass scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and how did different countries respond to that? What was the media around those things? And how did that, what did, impact did that have on our mental health as a collective? And, uh, and Brittany, I was just going to say, yeah. I think COVID is an excellent example because yeah. It touched all of the levels, the, yes, the minuscule level. I don't remember what the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Little, the little tiny level. And the, yeah. yeah and it, it touched all those levels. Right. And so, so not only did you have those different levels of culture, you added another element in those different levels of culture. Exactly. And that's why it's so important to. Yes pay attention to how cultural because there's individual culture which are what are all the intersectionalities we have in our life Mm -hmm. between our ethnicity our background our family upbringing our values our beliefs that's our individual culture but then there's the outside culture which is how is that outside culture shaping us right and so if we don't if we don't pay attention to those things, and it's so funny, we were talking about that in church this weekend, you know, just thinking about what are some of the cultural messages that I've internalized, even just around hustling, around time, around, you know, all these things that have caused me to live outside of myself and Mm -hmm. live on edge and live without peace. What are these cultural messages that I have adopted and internalized? You know, um, if we don't know, if we don't pay attention to those things, then it's running us and we are not shaping our own narratives anymore. We're allowing the culture to shape shape it. So that's the importance of of talking about it so that we can we can be shaping a life around the type of person that we want to be and the way that we want to live and the ways that are healthy for us rather than just internalizing all the messages Mm -hmm. around us. Mm -hmm. I think that if you would be open to it, it might be 
and it might be great to have you come back on and just spend our entire podcast talking maybe about one little element of of integrating culture with mental health and faith i would i would love that personally to learn more about that um i do want to make sure though today that we have time for you to talk a little about your book absolutely i've i've heard some great things about it uh online read some reviews and why don't you just tell us how did that happen for you how did that happen Thank you so much for opening the opportunity for me to share. It really was a labor of love. So it's called Worthy, 50 Mindful Moments to Bring Clarity and Peace to Your Day. So it is a devotional style book, but it's just a readable passage each day, just a chunk for a message. And then it has a mental health tracker and a little journaling check-in, as well as an affirmation for each day. Mm, So it's very refreshing and light, but still deep and thoughtful and What's funny, Caroline, is that originally I was going to write this book on anxiety that was really kind of dense going into Mm -hmm. biological, psychological, neurological, Mm -hmm. spiritual factors of anxiety. And who knows, maybe that'll still come. Mm -hmm. But then I was um, working on my thesis at UCLA, COVID hit, all these things were going on and I was overwhelmed. The rest of the world was overwhelmed. We were having information overload. There was Mm -hmm. too much news. There was too much coming at us at once. And I got to get with my publishers at Dayspring. They were fantastic. They just read me and everything so well. And we said, let's create something that has brevity, something that is light and is refreshing and gives you a sense of renewal, but it still has messages that challenge you to be intentional and and thoughtful about your life and your thinking. So it does integrate um, faith. It opens up with scripture every day. It integrates um, mental health and some practical tools. And so it's something you could just pick up every day. Like I was thinking about like, what would I want to read, right? Mm -hmm. It's just something you could pick up in the morning, you know, read through it, get your message for that day. Let it sink into your mind, into your soul to carry with you, to think about how you want to show up for your day and to give you some peace and clarity for going into your day. Something that allows you to pause and just check in with yourself, your mental health your thoughts, how the message is resonating with you for that day, and then an affirmation to sit with your soul. And that's, that's the, that's the reading. And, and it was perfect. I was like, this is it. Like, this is what we need right now. (laughs) I was, I was going to say, it sounds like not only, I'm guessing it really met your own emotional need at that time. And so writing it, I'm sure like when I'm, I'm a writer also, and when I'm writing, a lot of it is selfish. Let's just say I'm writing things that I need to know and hear and remember for myself. And I'm sure that you probably got a lot of encouragement in the writing process for this book. I'm very fascinated about the other book that you were talking about. And so maybe another time that would be kind of fun to, to have you come back when you've got that book done. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I also am coming out with a journal. Oh, okay. Let me see. This is new. You're the first one to actually hear about this publicly. Um, And it's another journal with tips. I don't know if you can really see, but it has different tips. Oh, I see there. Yep, there. Tracker and things like that. And so this is all about kind of like tuning into your voice, your true self, who God has created you to be. And all of those things. So that's going to be coming out this summer. It's a great companion, I think, to the to Worthy. It sounds like it would be. I have one more question for you before we sign off. And that is when you were talking about worthy and mentioned that it it might be a good thing to do first thing in the morning. 
Now we know that living well, pursuing wellness is an everyday activity. So what would you like to say? One, one piece of advice that you can give uh, the people listening today to improve their wellness. What is one thing that you could recommend they do in a in a day? I love this question because I like simple. There's a million things and tips for wellness. Mm -hmm. And I think the simple thing is pay attention to what is working for you and what is not. I don't think we do that often enough. I think we're on autopilot. I think we get overwhelmed, but really take inventory. What right now is working in your life and what right now really is not working for your Mm -hmm. mental health, for your soul. And if it's not working, Mm -hmm. as my pastor said this weekend, stop doing it. Like if it is not working, you know, do what you need to do to make the shifts, to make the change, to make the adjustments for your one and only life that you have to live. Um, and so that's just simply, if it's working, if you notice, Hey, when I do these things, I feel better. I feel lighter. My mind is clearer. I feel more at peace. Keep doing those things. Keep incorporating those things. I notice that when I spend time with people, with my family, with my friends, make sure you're making time for those things more. And if it's draining you, if it's not working, if it's, you know, if find the rhythm in your life that works and the things that don't Mm -hmm. find the courage to drop it or to find another way to do it, because why keep doing something if it's Mm -hmm. not working? Just honestly, be honest with ourselves, right? you know, and, um, I think we are a great source of wisdom for ourselves Mm -hmm. and we need to, um, pay attention to that. Yes. I, I love that because it is a simple thing and we make, we, we sometimes just think, make things complex for ourselves. Absolutely. You're right. The United Health Share Ministries, you're an ambassador. So can you tell us what that organization is, what that ministry is and what you do for them? Yeah. UH, I'm, I'm an ambassador as well as a member of UHSM. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's health sharing where essentially when everyone is, it's, it's not like traditional health insurance. It's more of a community base of um, just giving members, but also those who share in faith and are essentially um, taking care of, of one another, you know, um, through their contributions. So that's basically the essential view of health sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, You're sharing the care amongst each other. And so they're a unique health share, uh, healthcare membership with the mission to create whole holistic wellness for the mind, body, and spirit. So I'm super honored Mm -hmm. to be partner with them and their faithful members. And so today uh, we've helped create a community focused on awareness as well as programs for mental health. So if anyone listening or someone you know is frustrated with their current healthcare, I do encourage you to inquire about membership options such as WeShare by visiting WeShare.org or calling 866-691-3468. With this, I'm a little, I'm able to have more flexibility and independence in choosing my options. But also what really drew me to um, UHSM in the beginning was their bigger picture, which is that they do a lot to give toward um, just other causes. Mm. Um, and with me partnering where we got to do some great work with mental health and faith and got to do some educational, um, whether it's the podcast or virtual summits. Um, so that's the other thing. It's like, you know, they're, they're contributing to a larger mission and community as well. Um, and just helping to make 
the world's a better place, really. Well, that's and that's really good to hear because unfortunately, a lot of times uh, it's about the bottom line. And, right. and so it's it's great to hear that someone may even have heard of them by taking advantage of some of the services and, and offerings that they have. So thank you, Brittany. I, I appreciate that. Um, I would love to close in prayer today. So would you join me? All right, let's pray. Amazing Heavenly Father, you are God. You are an amazing God, a great God. You love us so much and you want us to live our best life to bring you glory in all that we do. Lord, I thank you for bringing Brittany to my podcast today for her words of wisdom and that are from experience, Lord God, from the experiences that she has had in her life and how she has been able to take those experiences and turn them into a passion for ministry in mental health. I ask that you continue to help her and guide her in the different activities she has going on. And again, I, I thank you for the time that we've had together today. Please be with us and help us to remember, Lord, if something is working, let's keep doing it. And if it's not, Lord, give us that courage, because sometimes it does take courage to stop doing things that are harmful to our mental well-being. Give us that courage. Lord, again, thank you for this day and for the many blessings you've given us. In your precious son's name, amen. amen. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And please send me your comments, questions, and even suggestions to carolyn at ingodscorner.org. That's C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E at ingodscorner.org. 